Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Good evening, everybody. I'd like to welcome you to another episode of The Outsider's Edge. I'd like to start tonight a little differently. Before I introduce uh, my esteemed panel, my brethren, um, we've had some major losses this week, and I just wanted to uh, acknowledge the losses and Give a bit of a, 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 a retrospective and a little respect to them. We lost uh, Chadwick Bozeman this week, as you heard from the intro from Black Panther. Um, I am a big sports fan, and being a black dude from the South, uh, the loss of John Thompson, uh, Coach John Thompson, affected me pretty heavily. I'm also a uh, grew up wanting to play basketball for the University of Arizona and Lute Olson. We lost Coach Olson this week, and don't have to remind you, you guys watch TV. Uh, since the last time we've recorded, we lost tragically Jacob Blake to ridiculous and blatant police brutality. So before we go any further, before we start the show, I'd like to give a few seconds of silence for those we lost. Thank you. And now we can carry on with the fuck shit. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Warning. The Outsider's Edge contains strong opinions, unconventional views, and contrarian stances. Listen. If you dare. Hey, yo.
As we are brought in once again by the fire tones of the Tongans, I'd like to introduce you uh, to another episode of The Outsider's Edge. It's your boy, Res, a.k.a. Ray Cash. Uh, shout out to my boy, Kyle. What's happening, sir? Oh, man. Just want to echo uh, your sentiments for Chadwick Boseman as a South Carolinian. Um, he was very important to our state in a lot of ways, and he will be very sorely missed. Um, but it's back to school, y'all. Hug a teacher. Well, you, you, it's like wearing one of those shirts that says kiss the cook. No, you mean kiss this cook. So he means hug that teacher. Well, yeah, but no, like literally hug any teacher at this point. Online learning is a bitch. So I have a very esteemed guest today. I have, yes, 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 are you. Uh, a very good friend of mine, uh, a member of my family. Um, and one of the only men that we would do a plug for. The only man we've done a plug for, actually. Yeah. Uh, from the black country. I don't even know if you're in the black country, but you're close enough. Uh, um, no. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. From the brown country. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> my boy, Magsy. Mags and Bags. Darren Kirkby's with me today. What's up, sir? God damn, Mags and Bags. That is a dated reference. A very dated reference. <laughs> You'll always be Mags and Bags to us, though. Oh, yeah. I know you. I know you before you were Max. Yeah, when I was Magnet and Steel. Yes, I knew it all, bro. <laughs> How you doing, man? I'm excited to be on the show. I don't get to be on the show enough times. First time speaking with uh, with Cal, live and in the flesh. So yeah, it's going to be a I'm fun super show. Super excited to have you. Here. <laughs> that clearly didn't sound patronizing. <laughs> I mean, it shouldn't have because like. It wasn't meant to be, but I will admit <laughs> that it's hard to turn off teacher voice. Yeah, nope, that, that was Mr. Moore. Yeah, that was that was Mr. Morris, not Kyle. Uh, they're two different people. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, didn't mean to start off the show super somber, but it's been a hell of a week, and it's been fucking emotionally exhausting. So we get to talk some fuck shit, and we've had some fuck shit. But before we get to some fuck shit, fuck shit, uh, that was a damn good pay per view this weekend, like. Ooh, surprisingly good. And like you know me, or I'm as the thrown the together as it was. Yes. Well, see, we think it was thrown together, but maybe the plan was for it to be that way. Now I'm known as a WWE shill. Mags watches every goddamn thing. You're the one who's kind of off and on on the product, Kyle. So what did you think of the show? So um I ended up having to watch the show a second time because um Sunday pay-per-views, Sunday is my D&D night, and I'm a massive nerd, so I play Dungeons & Dragons. Um, And so the start of the show always is around the time that our game is, like, in the mid-phase, we're getting ready to wrap it up. So the beginning parts of the show, I didn't get to pay as close of attention to at first. Um, But, like, my moment of the show, of course, is the role models versus Kaiju Big Battle. Um, and Kaiju Big Battle becoming the new women's tag team champions. I am here for that. I loved Naya being like super geeky <laughs> Mark. That was great. Like that was That's so probably awesome. the first thing Naya's done to IWC fans in a while that made them like her. Oh yeah. Like I'm here for this odd couple team and I'm also like here for the moment when Kaiju Big Battle implodes and Mothra and Godzilla go back to being fight on site. Yes, it's coming very soon, actually. 
Like, I'm so here for it. And, um, like, that was my moment of the night. And then I'm also here for this, like, maybe kind of heel Roman Reigns. Well, okay. I'm going to pass the ball to you in a second, Max. But if being a heel is reading your contract, then what has the world gotten to? Rance, I will counter you with this. Our boy Daniel Bryan was a heel for asking people to care about global warming. Fair enough. Hey, Punk was a heel for saying, hey, drinking and smoking? Maybe you shouldn't tell your kids to do that. So yeah, you're right. Punk was also a heel for saying, hey, maybe we should let new stars main event shows and like <laughs> push different people. Yeah, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's quite the dichotomy there. But yes, Max, what did you think of the show? Yeah, I thought it was a, a very, very good show, especially coming off the back of a really good SummerSlam as well, uh, which was uh, the first WWE event to eclipse the the takeover that, that, that happened on the same weekend. Yeah, I thought... Good point. We, we, got, we, got, some, we got some really interesting builds. I love the way that they built so much in that one week uh, that it... it kind of didn't feel like it was thrown together for a lot of it. I mean, the Big E and the Sheamus match definitely felt thrown together, but you can see why they did that. They wanted to put Big E over. Uh, but yeah, there was a in that one week, there was a lot of build to the, these matches. And yeah, I, I think WWE knocked it out of the park. I really enjoyed the show. So, I'm so super here for the Big E push, by the way. Oh, because, yes. number one, I'm here for Big E because I love Big E. Everything about that man is wonderful. More Big E, please. But number two, I'm here for the Big E push because it makes my diabolical desire for Dr. Xavier Woods, PhD, he's smarter than you, to destroy the New Day that much better. Look, homie, you the one you're talking to when you say stop trying to break us up. It ain't going to happen. <laughs> he's talking to you, sir. It's not going to happen. But that would be dope if, if Woods was like, well, I, if you remember... Woods has been very open that his goal in his career was to get Kofi a championship. He did it. He helped get get E a championship because very clearly E is going to be a world champion sooner rather than later. Yeah. Well, I mean, what else is there to do? Well, he per- first he wants to become king of the ring one day. He has oh, that, that he wants that. to be king of the ring one that day. That shit ain't happening because you might as well go <laughs> worry about G4 before the king of the ring, bro. That is not happening. Um... <laughs> This is a dude who's just happy to sing Batista's theme music at the, at the back of the camera. So I think he's just, he's blessed to have two people who he's really connected with. And yeah, I don't think you should ever break the New Day up, ever. Oh, it's just I don't amazing. necessarily think you should. I just know that that version of a heel Xavier Woods would be a license to print money. Mm-hmm. But can you Can you name, Darren, you've been watching wrestling a lot longer than me. Can you name a stable where multiple people have had multiple singles championship runs without the stable ever breaking up. I know the shield, all the world champions, but they broke up multiple times. Mm-hmm. It was just, New day hasn't bro- broken up since day one. No. And yet we got, we're, we're heading to two WrestleMania esque championship le- level runs. And I mean, Woodsy ain't but a push away because he can talk better than the other two, but like it has it happened. Every other stable has been, one guy, and then another guy gets pushed up, and then that, that's what breaks up the stable. Yeah, I can't think of another one like this. 
that's the that's always been the formula. That's always been the formula that there's a, a one big guy at the head of the stage, uh, the stable, then another one kind of rise up through the ranks, and jealousy happens, and and it splits it. Yeah, the new day, new day are so unique, and to say these come from a, a gothic kind of like heel team that that went down like a farting church to this, and they've been going strong with it ever since. Yeah, it's brilliant. I love watching the new Jeff. I appreciate awesome. the pun. Seeing as they were preachers when they started, I appreciate the fart and church pun. Levels. Levels on my comedy. What well I appreciate about them as a stable that they have mastered that all of the great singles acts do is every time it gets stale, they find a way to reinvent it. Yes. Every yes. time it starts to get dated or played they find a way to tweak it just a little bit or add something slightly different and help it keep going and that's something that the successful single stars do and that's something that they've managed to do as a collective that is really really impressive and also just speaks to like how much all three of them just get the business yeah and they also don't milk it i mean they, yep. they they did the pancakes thing and it was funny, but it never got to the point where this is boring now. And then then this they slowly like um, eased it out of the way and went on to something else. And it, it's it's good that they 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 know their audience. They know how far to go. This isn't getting over anymore. Bang, let's do something else. And to your origin, to your point, Kyle, I want to kind of touch on that real quick um, because talking about E makes me understandably bring up his two talking smack appearances where he's like been the darling of the wrestling world because he's had we know talking smack was always the place where you went to like build yourself up but like he's just above and beyond renee young has gone on record and said that she is proudest of yes in her tenure but i think it's important to note that in a in a post Moxley world, and what I mean is post Mox and post Punk leaving, and what and all the negative things they said about creative and about Vince and all that, which some are very true. The new day has shown you that all that shit is really moot if you just go about your business right, because the new day, all three of them are not policed. They worked and they worked and they worked and they they bred trust and they put them they put their necks and their jobs on the line and they were proven correct to the point where they don't get they write their own stuff they have a guy to tell them what the company wants them to do but they write their own stuff they have a direct line of vents they do whatever they want how they want it when they want it and they're not only rewarded for it in kayfabe with being relevant and wins but they sell great merch they get great quarter ratings they do well in every asset they're, they're among the, the small and they're among the small group that are allowed to do outside shit mm-hmm. well yeah. in the in the game like, that comes like with... woods maintains so much outside shit mm-hmm. between the new day pod and up up down down and all of the stuff that he does within the gaming community like they are among the small small handful of performers who are given the license and the platform to do outside shit and not just do outside shit but like up up down down is trusted enough that like they actively give them 
free license to use any of the wrestlers that want to come on. Well, act, well, Up, Up, Down, Down had Kenny and the Bucks on mm-hmm. for the Street Fighter, and it was advertised on WWE.com. New Day versus yeah. the Elite. But my, but my point is, the whole point is trust. And, it's, and you hear these shoot interviews, and I didn't mean to go down this road this early, but you hear these shoot interviews, and everybody's, everybody's opinion and their points are valid to them. And they ha- I'm sure there's credibility to a good, a good bunch of it. But I, don't, I can't hear what you say, John Moxley, and respect all of it when I see Big E and Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods throwing pancakes and making bootios and, and dressing like um, uh, Attack on Titan or whatever it is. And you mad because you had to do some hot dogs with with and you know Buster? Like, what is the deal? Well, and you know something Biggie also has going for him, at least to me anyway, and I mean, I'm not sure if y'all agree with me, but like, I talk a lot on the show about some of the heels we have that are just naturally unlikable, and how Bar- like Baron Corbin is a perfect example. Yeah. He is just naturally unlikable and he knows how to present himself in a way to make himself even more naturally unlikable. Sure. Natural heel. Big E is naturally likable. Yeah. He is just naturally endearing. He has this like quality about him that is just like, man, this is a cool dude. I want to root for this guy. Which... He's authentic. Yeah. Like just he is naturally likable in a way that a lot of the faces struggle to be. Last, last thought on it, Max. What you got? Yeah, I would. I was just going to echo uh, what Carl said about Big E being being naturally likable. He is. He's the kind of person who you see him on his screen, and before he even makes a facial movement or says anything, you're instantly smiling. But one thing he's got that a lot of other wrestlers ain't got is got the the ability to instantly connect with you emotionally. Uh, if you remember, he did that. Uh, um, we people don't. We have a ceiling uh, promo where he was just talking to in, into his webcam, and I felt it. I felt it in my soul that this guy was was telling me he felt like he was being held down. And two minutes before, he was cracking jokes and and tweaking his pecs and making everybody laugh. This guy is he's got everything WWE needs to be a a world champion, and I am here for it. Well, speaking of world champions, the guy who holds that belt wrecked everybody. In league. So look, for, I'm a look. I'm a Roman stand. Y'all know that. So like, I'm 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 gonna spare y'all the celebration that I had Sunday watching it. I'm gonna spare y'all <laughs> from it now. But I want to say that Roman with Paul Lee, like, and I. I am comfortable acknowledging now that he is playing the hill side of the fence, although I still maintain that Roman has no character alignment. He's just him. But, like, he didn't do the ooh before the spear. He kicked the fiend in the nuts. He told the rep to count it, bitch. Like, so, I'm like, is this... I know a lot of the issue with Roman was, well, he won't change. He's been pushed down our throats. Did that shut up some of that Sunday? Um, I'll say two things. The first one is purely for me and purely for y'all's entertainment. 
Man, he can wreck me and leave anytime he fucking wants. Oh, it was, it was coming. It was coming. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. It was coming. It helps your point. So I guess I shouldn't say that. Oh. But anyway, um, the other thing I will say is, you know, I think one thing that really, it didn't necessarily change my opinion on anything, but it at least like made me understand why one of my enduring criticisms of Roman has been how he doesn't change his look. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so like reading about how he has to wear certain gear in a certain way because he's the hernia. got it. Yeah. He's got a pre predisposition burst, burst in 2014. Yeah. Yeah. And he's got a predisposition to develop hernias. So like, as a result of that, he has to wrestle in certain attire. And so like that, it, that at least makes me understand, okay, well, I get why you don't change your appearance that awful much. That I get that now. Um, but as far as, like, the new heelish Roman, like, here's the big thing with that. It's what y'all said y'all wanted for a long fucking time, so y'all ain't got Amen, no fucking excuses no more. Amen, mm-hmm. sir. Yep. Max? Now, I had a big problem with uh, Roman Reigns on payback, and it's this guy didn't sign a contract till half the work was done and still got paid and did his job. That is some bullshit. I want my employer to pay me and uh, someone else do the work. That is some bullshit. That's some horse shit. Read read your contract, sir. (laughs) Work smarter, not harder. Exactly. Read the contract, and I I love the alignment with with Paul Heyman. I, I've I've been saying for a while that that we need an edge to Roman Reigns, um, and this certainly gives it to him. Um, I I was hoping that we would get some sort of alignment with him and Brock, but obviously news laid out in the week says that Brock's left the company. So it's normal, bro. He'll be back. He's just yeah. they, they ain't got shit for him right now. He'll be back. He's farming. Well, yeah, and it's likely he's going to be fighting Bones uh, in the UFC, so we'll see. Uh, but yeah, uh, miss me with that fight. No, <laughs> oh, I'll, that I'll, fight. I'll spend good money for that fight. But that's a that's a five rounds conversation, ladies and gentlemen. It certainly, is a five rounds. Well, it might be a five round conversation, up. but I'm gonna say this right the fuck now. I don't care if he's twice the size of Bones. Brock ain't lasting no five rounds with John Bones Jones. Definitely not. Uh, but yeah, I, I love this edge on Roman. Um, a heel Roman's fine with me. I don't think he's going to be a full-blown heel. I think he's too in with the, the younger crowd and he still sells a shitload of merch. I love the T-shirt. I think the T-shirt took away all the issues I had with the with the, uh, with the the ring gear. Uh, yeah, I, I am down with Roman as champion. He's, he should be at the top of the card. He's obviously the, the biggest star in the company right now. Yeah, I'm fine with it. I hope he stays heel for a while so that we can get another rendition of Uso heel penitentiary because I love the heel version of the Uso penitentiary. And I would also be totally, totally here for Miss Naomi Fatu turning heel and wrecking bitches. Well, so that's the hope, right? Because going with the story in it, Paulie managed Alpha and Sika. Right, Just bring all the Samoans back, Paul. Just bring them all back. Sika is Roman daddy, right? The the uh, Usos are 
essentially the next version of the Wild Samoans, just, I guess you could say... Uh, domesticated. Domesticated, cultured, right? If you remember that very first promo with... with uh, very first promo they debuted with Tamina, they, they wore... The really preppy clothes saying, not, yeah, just because we're Samoan don't mean we thugs or we, we savages. Oh, no, 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 no. They said just because they Samoan don't mean they savages. Yeah, the Usos right. from day one have been have done show job. They not just cultured, they about the culture. Oh, no, yeah, they hood as, they hood as fuck. Yeah, the so, Usos are about the culture. I watched so, that motherfucker square up with a cop. Yeah, yes, and, and, and walk away. <laughs> not shot. God bless him. Um, so yeah, a heel bloodline managed by Paulie. I'm here for that. And how perfect would it be ending at Mania with E winning the Rumble, fighting Roman, and Usos New Day one last time for the tag titles? Ooh. I could watch Usos New Day wrestle every day of the week twice on Sundays and not be not be bored of that. Watch 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 the watch the journalism. Watch the journalism. Speaking of tag team champs, segue, gorgeous. Look, somebody got to give me some love on this show. I don't get no love from my co-hosts. Um, I give you love all the time. You do, just not in the show. Uh, <laughs> just out of this show. Just, yeah, in real life. Uh, so the Kaiju Big Battle thing is dope, right? But really, really need to delve into the Bailey Sasha. They're kind of the the. The devolving of their relationship because yeah, you it thought started. Sasha tweeted with the quickness. I never out. Wasn't me. Um, and then Bailey was like just dogging the shit out of her Monday, and so I, I, we, we're in a good place right now to kind of extend it because Survivor Series is like a month or so, two months away. So you can play around with it, you know. Um, where they don't have to fully break up yet, you know, they got time, but it's coming. Mm-hmm. Um, I had this conversation last week, and I'm going to ask you, because I didn't get a chance to ask you this, Max. I think that Bailey Sasha should main event WrestleMania 37. I mean, last match. Yeah. Now, I know that's seven so months away, but where are you on that? Do you think that this this story is big enough? Do you think it's worthy enough? And do you think it can be extended long enough? Oh, it's definitely big enough. It's the biggest story in WWE today by a landslide. Um, yeah. And, like and six years of backstory. Exactly. This is, this yeah. is six years in the making. It's absolutely a WrestleMania main event match. Could they get there? Possibly. They'd have to re-hot shot those titles back on, onto uh, the golden role model somehow. Um, but yeah, I would be. Um, three or four months ago, I was bored of this feud. I was getting bored of it. But these two ladies have worked me like a like a fool. And yeah, I'm happy for this to to extend. Um, but those sad eyes by Sasha after after they lost the match, whoo, she was pissed. I don't think. See, now that they don't have the tag belts, I don't think. You have to hotshot those belts back onto them to avoid this feud um, extending out into Mania. You could always have Sasha on Raw and Bailey on SmackDown for a little while and have Sasha win the Women's Rumble and come back and be like, bitch, we got beat. But does that not kind of drop some of the 
the the heat of this storyline if they the if go away. They. It drops the will they or won't they, but it preserves the concept of keeping them apart. Yeah. And, and I suppose you don't have to kind of like strong arm uh, conflict in there. You can let it fester. And like I said, she wins the, the, the rumble. Bailey's still all happy and friendly with her thinking that she's a man. And then she goes, no, bitch, I'm coming for your belt. I think that the caveat of all this is the fact that whenever you have breakups like this, the person who wants to break up always ignores their their initial urges because of loyalty. So even though Sasha was trashing the dog shit out of being tra- was, I'm sorry, Bailey was trashing dog shit out of Sasha, even though Bailey was talking about how you lost the belt and all this and that, right? So you can still see Sasha's face saying, all right, well, look, I'm with you, right? And they've been through so much that you can get away with. All you got to do is get through Clash and the October pay-per-view. And, like, November to April is, I know, is a lot of months. But in wrestling speak, it's like that. Because you got Survivor Series, the low, the Rumble, and you're there. We just got to get to Survivor Series. That's two pay-per-views. So, Bailey's going to have to defend against Naomi. Because Naomi beat her. That's got to happen. Whether that's at Clash or not, that's next. And you could have Bailey continue to try to keep her affection by doing things for her. Maybe Bailey can convince Steph to give her another title shot against Oscar or something of the likes that can extend this. I don't think you need to separate them for this one reason. The only reason the, this feud has stayed relevant is because they've been in proximity. Mm-hmm. I, I, I want. WrestleMania to be their first time wrestling. I want that. I don't know if it's possible, but that's what I want. But I also think that if you split them up, it'll get you there. It's the quickest way, it's the quickest ends to a means, but I think it'll kill so much of the heat of the feud. And, uh, and it honestly, even though the draft don't mean nothing anyway, it'll really kill the draft because she just got drafted then got won the Rumble to come back to the show. And, like, so, you know, what's the point of even drafting her? Um, even though that will get you to the quickest point, the fastest. Um, the, the real question is, mm-hmm. as, as Kyle and I always, the real question is, as Kyle and I always talk about on the show is, what you do with the rest of the roster? Well, they just broke up the Iconics, so I guess they're going to do singly stuff. I'm I while wow, that's stupid. I'm not against that because they weren't ever going to do anything with them like seriously anyway. Yeah. Peyton has legit main like singles um she potential. has potential. I'm sour yes. on her right now cuz she's she's got some questionable social media history. Right. But she has real potential to be a singles and Billy is hilarious. So Billy will always have a spot doing something that'll keep her Billy relevant. Billy can fill a Carmella role. Yeah. Billy will, Billy will be on Impact in less than a year. She'll be... The, bro, don't do that to me. <laughs> don't do that to me, sir. Yeah. They all, they've already got Emma, and I need her back. So don't do that back to me. Back to my question. Billy getting future endeavored. Is she hurt? Who? Carmella. Carmella. Where the fuck's she been? She hurt? She got a bun in the oven? No, hell no. Hell no. Hell no, Graves. Graves already Corey got like Graves six <laughs> No, I, I'm I'm pretty sure Mel is in retribution. Oh, uh, mm. okay. Would she fit 
Would she fit that group? Look, that's, a, that's, the beauty of the, that's the beauty of the group. I don't think they're going for people that fit. I think they're just going for people who haven't been either haven't been. I think they're trying to. Every if they only went for people who fit the theme, then we'd know who they're picking instantly. Mm-hmm. What makes it interesting is, oh my God, I did. That's why, and I know I'm going back. But the reason Hogan as the NWO leader was so perfect was because nobody ever thought Hogan would do it, but Bobby Heenan. Well, and to and Seth Rollins, credit, Well, and to TNA's credit, the only time they did a storyline right, they did the Bully Ray reveal perfectly. I ever thought Bully would do it after all that he went through to show that he was worthy. Yeah, like that That's was just the best. It was the best right? thing they've ever done. So, so like, I get doing people who, like, I know Dijakovic and Mia Yim, and I think Dio, Brennan Williams, is they got a big black dude. There's only two of those they got. Right? Yeah, it's definitely so, Dio. It's, it's definitely Dio. Dio. Uh, those make sense. I get that. But, like, you're going to have some that you're going to be like, huh? Mm-hmm. But that you got to to make it work. Because otherwise, we can figure it out. You know what I mean? Speaking of that, do y'all have any qualms of retribution apparently, quote-unquote, reportedly, quote-unquote, only showing up on Raw and not showing up on SmackDown? Does that bother y'all? Not really. Uh, I can see why it has bothered some people, because why would a uh, a group intent on on wrecking WWE only focus on one show. Why wouldn't they just wreck every show? Uh, and I think it's more to sway the rumours that, that, that Roman was involved, I think. But, yeah, I'm, well, I mean, I'm I've happy got, with. like, four different ideas for who could be the leader, and almost all of them are on SmackDown. Well, so, name, Sami Zayn is clearly one of them. Sami's who I want to be the leader, and I love that Sami's back. It just, like, makes my life so much happier. Um, so like Sammy makes sense to be the leader. It's not Miz, but they've teased it well enough that it could be. It's not him, but they've teased it well enough that it could be. It's not Big E, but they've teased it well enough that it could be. Um, and then there was the Roman rumor. So like, you know, I don't think any of those people are the leader of retribution but all of the Easter eggs that they've planted for like people that might be behind it are all on SmackDown. Um. Well, but if to that point, initially they were only attacking SmackDown. Now, uh, currently they're only attacking Raw, and like they letting the Street Profits and Andrade have it. So, like Andrade going to talk about get these hands. Angel Garza gonna get this these hands, <laughs> or whatever the Spanish word for hands is. He gonna get them as soon as they say see each other on Monday. Um. Uh. Okay. Well. So that's payback. I think the best shows and the I think the best wrestling, especially WWE, because it's so massively and overproduced, and there's so many shows. I think the when they do the best is when people have no expectations. So I think the best thing they could have ever done for that show was put it a week after SummerSlam. Because nobody cared. Nobody gave expectations, and they said, screw it, let's watch. I, and they I gave don't think them. it's even just the expectations. I think it's when you don't know what's going to happen, when you okay. have no clue. Uh, payback yeah, was literally... No build. Yeah. Yeah, there's we... no build when they have to create the card essentially the a week in advance. Yeah. And you're right, like, there are storylines going on, but some of that is because of what you just said. It's an overproduced show across three brands, so, like, 
at any given time, there's all kinds of storylines that you can pull threads from and be like, okay, we're going to put Biggie and Sheamus in this match because like, it seems thrown out there, but like we've been slowly pushing Big E, and Sheamus has come back kicking everybody's ass. So well, and like they, and they feud, they've been feuding the past month. They've had beef, so it was. Well, a, it was and well, I mean, New Day and the Bar, New Day and the Bar have fight on site beef for forever. So like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, New Day and a lot of teams. Exactly. Um, I I wanna, I wanna kind of pivot. And this is something we didn't talk about beforehand, but I've talked with Mags multiple times because I told him when I had him on the show, there was one particular topic I wanted to get his purview on, his, his expertise. And it's really relevant because, stretch. well, hey, you guys from the black country know it all, right? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I hope my Absolutely YouTube friends are rolling. Absolutely nowhere near the black country. Nowhere near rolling. <laughs> Because that's only a, uh, either you know history or you know the UK will get. So I hope y'all are laughing. Um, so it is really relevant today because if you've, if you've been paying attention to Twitter, Triple H released the video of BT Sports Studios in London where you, NXT UK is going to have their upcoming tapings in a couple of weeks. Looks beautiful, right? Looks amazing. My question to you is, speaking out kind of killed the whole uh, scene over there. COVID, put it on live support, speaking out, damn near killed it. Mm-hmm. In September, with the world starting to come back to a little bit normal, and wrestling is starting to come back in a little bit of sections, right? What do you consider the state of UK wrestling scene at NST UK in general, where do you stand on NXT UK still going on? Do you think it's still a viable brand? Like, what are your thoughts on that? Because you're a lot more tuned in than I am. Um, in terms of NXT UK, I've missed it. Um, I know it didn't get a lot of viewership on, on the network, but I'm, I tuned in every week. I thought it was a, a really interesting program. Um, I was more, I mean, I was... I feel like I was naive about the the British wrestling scene. Obviously, um, you hear rumours. You 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 know the kayfabe. Sorry, I mean you guys would have heard it over on your side of the pond. You know who are dickheads and who are not dickheads, but you don't know the full extent of what's gone on. And some of the people who who uh, when were named and shamed, I had absolutely no idea on. Like Travis Banks, I thought that I thought that that guy was a potential NXT UK champion. And it turns out he's a jackass, an absolute jackass. Um, and, and hold on real quick. And what makes it worse is the one you were horrible to is like famous, more famous than you. And a better wrestler. And oh, well, a better wrestler. 100%. Millie McKenzie uh, is mean, awesome. Don't feel bad, but don't feel bad, Mags, because like, you know, we were blindsided by a lot of the names. I mean, here on this show, we thought Patrick could have been a WrestleMania main eventer and like, face of the company and it's like no patrick is gross get him the fuck off my television joey ryan yeah Yeah, so i'm sorry that that joey ryan stuff was clearly hidden in plain sight because that was his gimmick his gimmick was he was a i know it's we we all failed rule number one when people tell you who they are believe them watch that word we yeah but i think the one saving grace of this whole speaking out movement is 
Well, I've got two safeguards, actually. It's empowered the victims to know that people are willing to listen and and action can be taken. And two, it will cut out the rot that has been in the wrestling business since time began. This kayfabe, uh, keep your stories to the boys bullshit is going. And yeah. it's going to make a, um, a better wrestling for the fans, for females, for... Um, for anybody who wants to get into the wrestling business, I am all for that. I'm just so sickened by people who I thought were talented and amazing wrestlers, and they turn out that they're scumbags, and it, it, it annoys me. But from from the ashes of burning down the the British scene, we're going to see um, companies like Pro Wrestling Eve. Uh, we're going to see companies like Progress who who uh, have taken on Vicky Askins in a very prominent role. We're going to see a lot of female talent come to the front and and help rebuild from from uh, from the the companies inwards. Uh, we've got uh, a companies called Reach and um, Riptide who are doing amazing things. Any time that anyone has been named uh, in the speaking out movement, they've cut them motherfuckers off like they'll never wrestle again. Um, so. The, the potential is there to rise from the ashes. Now, when it comes to NXT UK, I'll be watching from week one. Same if if, um, Jordan, if Jordan Devlin's on the show, I don't know how I'm going to feel because it, just, it still seems to me like if you haven't got a huge name, you're going to get punished. But if you've got a big name and you're marketable, you're going to get away with a little bit of shit, and I don't like that. I think it should be blanket. You were named. You've done some bad shit. You're gone. But, yeah, um, um, I'm... I'm optimistic that we can recover, but I think it's going to take a lot of time. I think they should be expecting very low numbers for the first few weeks uh, sure. until people kind of get back into it and and kind of see if if WWE are just going to pretend it didn't happen or if they're going to basically start again with NXT UK. I also want to say this um, to kind of echo your point in terms of like the opportunity to rebuild and like take the rot out um some of that rot also falls on the fandom um y'all don't be those gross ass fans that send things to people's personal addresses or that like linger outside of shows or get touchy in a photo like that's not cool number one the performer you're watching is there to do their fucking job and nobody is trying to get harassed at their fucking job. Nobody's trying to get you to cop a feel at their fucking job unless their fucking job is to make you cop a feel. Mm-hmm. So that's number one. But number two, like, just don't be fucking garbage, y'all. Don't be garbage. That's hard, apparently. Yeah, and another thing about fans that that this speaking out movement really opened my eyes to was the hypocrisy. Now we've always known that fans are fickle and they like who they're gonna like and they get away with more than someone who they don't like. But the amount of people who were who were cancelling wrestlers for one thing and then when their favourite was named. Oh yeah, that guy didn't do it. No, no, he definitely didn't do it. Oh, this—he's got the receipts. The hypocrisy. Cancel one, cancel all. It's as simple as that. If you've been a dick, you've been a dick. I don't care whether you're my favorite wrestler. I've got posters of you on my wall. If you're a dick, I'm taking those posters down, and I'll never support you again. Simple as that. I threw my Drury Ryan shirt away, and it—it it hurt. I loved that shirt. 
Number one, I, I liked Joey, but I loved the shirt. It was a clever ass shirt, but I'm just like, nah, I can't stand for gross. I, I threw away my villain club socks. Yeah. Can we yeah. talk about Marty? Can we talk about Marty for a second? Mm. Because that's, well, yes. <laughs> I mean, no, let's get our chuckles out before we, before we have the serious conversation about Marty. Let's get our chuckles out. About so, Marty fucking Skrull. I, I sent them. I sent Kyle and a couple of our other friends a message the other day because I was riding home and Spotify came on and it played Marty's theme music, and great it made theme. great theme. Right, everything about Marty was wonderful. It was perfect, yeah. and Dan was getting that Boosie Road money. He had Vince and Uncle Paul knocking on his fucking door. Ring him on the a book. He had the Bucks begging him to take some of that Tony Khan money. And he's like, nah, fam, I'm going to stick it out in Ring of Honor. They're going to make me head booker. I got this shit. And Ring of Honor immediately tanks. And then COVID hits. And then he gets implicated as being a sexual predator while he's actively a member of this shitty company who immediately took his head booking rights away and gave them back to the garbage booker that he replaced. And he got dumped by Deanna Parato. Oh, he got dumped. He got dumped by her before all that shit happened. Um, when keeping it real goes wrong. When keeping it real goes so wrong. What pisses me off the most is is the apologies. The apologies from these wrestlers are just so um it's so victim shame. It's as simple as that. It's absolute oh, victim shaming. Marty Skrull's, uh, I mean, technically, the guy hasn't broken any law. That's what I, I want to get. That. That's my point. That's what I want to talk about. Because you're 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 in the UK. I want to get your specific expertise on this. Because here in the states, the age of consent is eighteen, right? Well, that's and, not true. The age of consent is sixteen in the states. It's just that statutory rape laws exist in the states. Well, yes. And so parents still have the right to like press charges until eighteen. Yes. And I think it's a two year gap, right? So like if you're sixteen with a fourteen. Two year gap the, as long as you're old, you're not. Yeah, two year gap and it also matters when you started dating. So like yes. you're eighteen now, but you started dating when you were seventeen, depending on the state you live in. The it's a weird legal area. But I mean the moral of the story is don't fuck kids. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. I don't know the age of her, but I know that she wasn't of age, but it wasn't illegal. We all know morally how we stand on that, but should he be canceled for that? Technically, no, but it's still a scummy-ass thing to do. It still is. Um, I mean, the law here is pretty cut and dry. uh, 16 is the age of consent. Um, There's no kind of uh, uh, statutory rape or anything like that. So she was 16, allegedly, the, the girl who he was uh, uh, sleeping with. But this motherfucker was like 30-odd. He could have been her dad. And it's he's, grooming behavior is the thing about horrific. it. Like it. It might be legal from the letter of the law standpoint, but it is still textbook predatory behavior. Yeah, Completely. And it's exactly what what Travis Banks was doing with Millie McKenzie because I think she was only sixteen, maybe seventeen, yeah, and she he was thirty three. Yeah, yeah, it, it's wrong. I'm so, so the fact that they're looking at don't... these people and thinking, 
yeah. think in North Stars, it's oh, it makes me cringe. And I just don't understand it. Like, I really just don't get it. Like, these are children. Mm-hmm. I know they might be adults in the eye of the law, but like, have you spent more than five minutes talking to a 16-year-old? Because it's very apparent very quickly that they are children. I know well, because I teach 16-year-olds. In, in the, the UK, a 16-year-old cannot vote, cannot learn to drive, cannot buy cigarettes. I think you yeah, now have to be 21 so you can buy cigarettes. Cannot drink. These these people should not be looking at these as as anything to do with sexual. It's 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 scarily horrific. They it's live with horrific. their parents still, and mm-hmm. I'm not talking live with their parents like. We're poor millennials and we live with our parents until we're almost 30 with full-time jobs. I'm talking they dependent on their mommies and daddies still. The, the, the Banks and Millie McKenzie thing is one that gets me because he was her trainer. Mm-hmm. So it was absolutely a predatory, a... Power the, dynamic. The actions, yeah, of, the actions of him was... was was crystal clear predator. My my wife works with uh with uh children from uh, disadvantaged backgrounds, and she deals with a lot of uh, child sexual exploitation. It's her wheelhouse. That's her job, and it's it's classic predatory behavior. He made her feel like shit. That he was the only one who cared for her. Dumped her off when uh, he didn't want her. Left her hanging. It's cl- classic. He got he dangled her on a string and. Yeah, he, he should be he should be strung up by his bollocks. If that were me, I, that well, guy would be under a patio. You ain't got to worry about it because when Pete Dunn catch him in the streets, because you know Pete and Millie are tight. When Ooh. Pete catch him in the streets after after knowing what he knows, mm-hmm. and sh- can I can I give a shout out real quick? I want to shout out two people. I want to shout out Pete Dunn, and I want to shout out a guy that a lot of regular wrestlers regular regular wrestling fans don't know, but Dan Maloney. Because yes. those were the two guys I saw when this was going on that stood up. And said, I will take it upon myself to make this scene better. Dan Maloney, in his case, didn't even sign to WWE. He's not even signed to a major company. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I appreciated that because, number one, their records are crystal clean. Right? Number one. But number well, it's two... Funny with Pete especially, you know, people, people like to judge when somebody super young seems to, like, be super settled down. And it's just like, y'all judge, but... Big homie ain't have nobody coming out the woodwork with no accusations. Nobody said he ever treated them like anything less than a gentleman. People went out of their way to say, no, 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 not Pete. We're not talking about him. We're not talking about him. We're talking mm-hmm. about these other motherfuckers. Like, so, you know, it's funny people talk all that good shit, but it's like, not only did he end up being a real dude, but he also was somebody who was just like, I have a lot of power and pull in this industry, and I will make damn sure that none of these people ever get booked again. Right, and Maloney doesn't have that. So that's the thing that I loved about Dan sticking up is saying, I'm going to find a way to do this. Um, And to Pete's um, Pete's situation, I mean, Trent Seven was implicated. Trent Seven was the guy that trained him. Tyler was. Tyler now I am iffy on Tyler because Tyler just turned twenty fucking two mm-hmm. or twenty three, so depending on the time, he might have been a kid his damn self. I don't know. I don't. I will. Let me. I. I'm, I am on the record. You reserve the Guys, right. You reserve the right to revise your opinion based on facts. Sure, but I also want to stay stay up front, just in case people don't listen to the show and only hear this for the first time. 
you, anybody who knows me know I am a huge proponent of believing victims. I'm not saying I don't believe the young woman at all. I'm not saying he treated her wrong. He didn't treat her wrong, whatever. I'm just saying I know he's really young. Everybody else we've spoken of is old as fuck. Right? Old enough, or at least old enough to know better. Like, yes. when we say old as fuck, we mean like if you're 28, you're old enough to know better. Yeah. Like a 19 year old mess with a 17 year old isn't that off to me. Mm-hmm. You just left high school. So I'm not saying it's right, but it's not off to me. And maybe I'm wrong for that. If I am, I acknowledge and I apologize. It's, That's not off to me. I would say it's not even so much. To me, it's not so much that it's off because, I mean, when you look at marriages, a lot of people are only two or three years apart. So at one point, one of those people was 19 and the other person was 17. They might not have known each other then, but I'm just saying. Um, what's, what I would say in those situations and what I do say in those situations when I have students who are in some sketchy situations is if you're a sophomore in high school and they're 19, that says a lot more about them than it does about you. I would agree with that. And I, I, I have a unique situation on the, on, on, I have a unique, very unique take and situation because I graduated high school at 16 years old. So everybody was older than me. Like yeah. people in my class were regularly two or three years older than me. Yeah. And, you know, I dated very often in my in high school, older people. And from an age standpoint, yeah, it was off, but we were in the same plane. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I have a very unique take on the situation because and I'm not saying right or wrong or indifferent, just I lived something more unique than I think most people will, do, will live. Because I guarantee you, Millie and, and Travis Banks didn't graduate high school at the same age, at the same year, just with an age difference. No, he went and he fucking went after that poor girl, ruined her life, told her she wasn't about shit, and said, I'm peaced out and signed the bag. So, like, yeah. Um, to more positive thoughts, and that's UK coming back. What do you see? Because I know Dublin is coming up. Take over Dublin. Where do you see the company going in these next booking? Um, I guess tapings coming up because I think they got two or three tapings scheduled. Uh, we know Walter is your champion. Your NSC is your NSC UK champion. We know um, that Kaylee Ray is your NSC Women's champion. Forgive me, I don't remember who the tag champs are. Is it still um, Andrews um, and and? Um, is it not Gallus? I think it's Gallus. So, it's, speaking of Gallus, Joe Coffey was one of the damn people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Mark and, and and Wolfgang was one of the damn people. Good God, mm-hmm. Whew. It's gonna be an interesting taping. <laughs> I think the best thing that they could do is start from fresh, act like it's a brand new show, forget all the storylines that they had built, and just. Just start it again. Well, they're surely going to have to do that, but are you stripping yeah, titles too? Because Kaylee Ray and Walters hold the title titles for over a year. No, no. I wouldn't. This, if they strip Walter, I think he leaves. Uh, yeah, champions are Gallus, Mark Coffey, and Wolfgang. Um, no, I agree in terms of hard reset as far as all those storylines and stuff go. Um, you know when else we'll probably see a hard reset? We'll probably see a pretty hard reset next week on AEW Dynamite because this weekend it's all out. Yeah. Yeah. 
uh, I have more NCUK questions, but all out. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Um, all out is next weekend. Um, mm-hmm. Is this would you consider this the big pay per view or would you consider double or nothing I, the big pay per view? I consider all out and double or nothing to be like WrestleMania and SummerSlam for AEW. I just Pretty have much. not yet decided which one is their mania and which yes. one is their SummerSlam. Very all much. out feels more like their mania because all out replaced all in, sure. which was their genesis point. So it feels to me more like their mania, but from the way that they book double or nothing in a lot of ways is booked as a more major event. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, I'm gonna read the card out to you guys and uh, you guys, when I'm, you guys give me your opinions uh, after you hear all the matches, I guess. Um, starting from the bottom to the top, private party is going to face SEU, Daniel Zikazarian, bad influence, basically. Or the Young Bucks face Jurassic Express. What do y'all guys explain that to me after this? I have no idea what that, what that shit means. The Dark Order, meaning Mr. Brody Lee, Cole Cabana, Evil uh, Uno, and Studos, Stu Grayson, are facing um, Dustin Rhodes, QT Marshall, Don't Call Me Zack Ryder, and apparently Scorpio Sky is singles now, so cool. Yeah, that's been a so that's been a thing. SCU has decided as a group that Scorpio's gonna be a solo guy, and that Kazarian and Daniels are gonna tag team. Okay, that's been acknowledged in storyline. Okay, even, even though Scorpio's gone on record and said he's frustrated with his push in uh, we don't think he's getting enough uh, opportunities. Yeah, no. yeah. We'll we'll get to that for sure. If all, yeah, we'll definitely get to that. Um, broken rules match: Matt Hardy, Sammy Guevara. If Matt Hardy loses, he leaves AEW. Uh, you got the Casino Battle Royal, of course. Twenty-one man, one man will be the Joker. So far, we have Darby Allen, uh, Lynch Archer, Brian Cage, who won the last one. Um, Rick, well, not the Ro- Battle Royal, but the last Casino match. Mm-hmm. Ricky Starks, Eddie Kingston, Blade Butcher. Uh, Ray Phoenix, Pentagon Jr., and whoever else. Um, you have, yes, this is the name of this match. It is the Mimosa Mayhem match yep. between Chris Jericho and Orange Cassidy, and the match can be won by pinfall, submission, or throwing the opponent into a tank of Mimosa. Yep. Um, you have, the, and then these the three main events are legit main events. You got uh, Paige and Hangman and Kenny versus FTR for the tag titles. You have Sheeta versus Thunder Rosa, the NWA Women's Champion, for the AEW Women's Championship. And you have John Moxley defending against MJF, and the Paradigm Ship finisher is banned. So Moxley cannot use uh, Dirty Deeds, the Death Rider, whatever the Devil Arm DDT version he uses, the Paradigm Shift. So... It's a good card. It doesn't mm-hmm. strike me as WrestleMania, but it's a very good card. Before we go any further, explain to me the damn SCU versus Private Party or Young Bucks versus Luchasaurus. And what the hell is that? Oh, I can't explain that to you because, to my knowledge, it hasn't been explained to us yet. Yeah, there, okay. there hasn't been an explanation. Not yet, anyway. I'm assuming yeah. it's going to be on we, this week's downline. I'm going to assume they're going to explain it on the show this evening. Tonight, yeah. Tonight. But I'm not sure. 
I know on the on the Wikipedia page, I think it still says to to be determined, to be determined. So, yeah, we'll we'll see where that goes. So, I mean, what's your initial thoughts on the card? Um, go ahead, Mags. You want to you want to start because it's like I said, it's a very good card on paper, and their shows always turn out well in the ring. It's a good card I mean, on paper. Yeah, I mean they, they've got pretty much every big star that that's in the company on the card somewhere. Yeah, except Cody. But I think uh, the the story is he's, he's out for a while. Um, maybe coming back as uh, refreshed as a, a bit of a heel. Um, but yeah, it's stacked. It's all about pacing for me. Uh, depending on how they they put this card, this can either go down really really well, or it's going to be top heavy. Uh, and I just hope they they, they work out that pacing. Um, yeah. Separate the separate the comedy matches. Um, I, I don't like the fact that there's still only one women's match. That's ridiculous, ridiculous. Oh yeah, no. I have, I have a rant on that. this work. I have a rant on that coming. Yeah, but yeah, it's potentially it's going to be a good card. I mean, the AEW uh, stands are going to love it no matter what. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited for it. Even though I didn't even remember it were this week. Yeah, <laughs> I agree with Mags in terms of pacing. Like they have got to get the match order right. They can't do, in my opinion, what they normally do, where they save all of the main events for, like, main event time. Also, New Japan style. Yes. I don't think they can do a card like this, New Japan style, because I think that the lower-end matches are going to have a lot of shenanigans and ridiculousness that will not sustain up through unless they disperse some of these matches out. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, I don't think it's necessarily a bold prediction as much as like, I think it's time. I think they pull the trigger on MJF. Oh, I do too. I I, I think that's, I, I, I would argue that's the, the favorite. He's I, the favorite. I also think that this is the night that Hangman buckshots Kenny FTR takes the tag team titles and Hangman takes control of the new Four Horsemen. Well, if, if 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 I can be insider, I don't watch BTE, but it was said all over fucking Twitter. Apparently, the cleaner is back, so we sure oh, it's not Kenny. Right at the end, right at the end. Uh, so we sure it's not Kenny turning on Hangman. Re- I mean, the reason I'm sure it's not Kenny. I mean, it might be Kenny turning on Hangman, but the reason I'm sure it's not Kenny leading the Four Horsemen. Four Horsemen and like the cleaners coming back is because the big thing from Dynamite this past week was they started the uh, show with a tag team gauntlet match. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Break it down. But yeah, and the Bucks were part of the gauntlet match, and Hangman held either Matt or Nick long enough for uh, best friends to get the roll up win. And so later in the show, uh, Matt and Nick confronted Hangman and kicked him out of the elite. And did you notice Hangman? He was at Hangman was at the bar because, of course, yeah. Hangman had three beers right next to him. What are the other yep. two for? Yeah. Now, there's one thing I give AW or more particularly the elite credit for. It's when they're building their storylines, they're very in tune with the small details. Yeah. 
Maybe not nobody else. But they, their storylines, they're very into that small stuff. And that's, the, that's, only, the only issue I have with it is the fact that you have to watch B, BTE to know exactly yeah. what's going on. I don't think that you should have to go out and research a, a feud or research a character as to, someone, to, as to someone, know what's going on. Agreed. As someone who's fallen out of watching BTE, I echo your sentiment. Because yeah. I watch Dynamite. And I even watch Dark most weeks because, like, if nothing else, late at night when I'm just laying in bed watching whatever, it's real easy to throw Dark on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I watch Dark and Dynamite weekly, and there are still moments on the show where I'm lost, and all I can think is, like, am I lost because I don't watch BTE anymore? And if so, like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, I mean... We, we as fans give Michael Cole shit for the amount of times he repeats stuff throughout a show, but you watch AEW and you think, I miss Michael Cole because he repeats the stuff through the show. He tells you exactly what's going on. Um, I mean, I'll, I've got all the love in the world for Tony Shibane. JR just grinds on my nerves sometimes. Howard does this guy go oh. from being the very best in the business to not no, giving a shit about sense. the names of the wrestlers? It makes oh, sense, and I'm going to give you a reason it makes sense, um, using other sports as an example. So um, I'm sure it's the same in regular football, but in American football and in basketball – it's very common for a star player can keep it going at a really high level for a while, mm-hmm. but once they lose it, the decline is off. quick, fast, mm-hmm. and in a fucking hurry. I'm yeah. sure regular football, I'm sure y'all see the same thing in the Premier League and shit, where like a star player can be a star for a long fucking time, That's but it. when they don't have it no more, they don't have it no more. Which, uh, and- Oh, just want, just to echo that real quick. Um, you explain too much. So it's, you can say it like this: age, strokes, palsy. That's it. You ain't got that no more. My man shouldn't yeah. be doing this. I mean, oh, it, absolutely. And I think part of the reason he does it, like, and this is so sad to say, but I really it's do believe Vince. it. It's a spike. No, 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 no. no, no. It's of, I think his wife part died. of the reason, exactly, his wife died, yeah. and he's it's living at, he at home alone. Yeah. Yep. This is all he knows. This is his support system and his support network. Mm-hmm. And to keep himself from just being an older widower yeah. who's alone most of the time, he's buried himself in another wrestling company. And unfortunately, as far as commentary goes, Trash. he don't have it no more. Trash. I think as far as talent relations goes, he still has a place in the business. As far as like, being able to see, oh, this performer's got it, and this performer can make you some money. We should book this person. We should call this person. Because he still watches everything, and he's still plugged into it. So I think from that perspective, he's still got a place in the business. But as a guy that I got to listen to on a show every week, mm-hmm. get this motherfucker out of here. Yeah. Agreed. Trash. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You can, but before you do, you know it's bad when he makes Taz look good. And Taz is the saltiest bitch on that, on that commentary. Oh my god, Taz is that a Karen is on so commentary. Salty. He is a oh. Karen on commentary. Every single comment is, is, 
is slating the WWE. He's such a salty bitch. Oh, gosh. At least Jericho tries to build up the people that are in the ring. Even mm. the ones he doesn't like, he'll say shit like, oh, I could, he couldn't beat me, but he's, a, he's tough. You can't sleep yeah. on him. So can we, can we laugh at the fact that not only did, w, w, not only did AEW have one women's match on this pay-per-view, but they had to bring a woman from outside their damn company to have it? Well, and, and, and let's also just look at the trail of broken opportunities that are just right there for a second women's match. You had an entire fucking tag team tournament yep. centered around the women that you could have waited and done the final match on double or on uh, all out. It yep. could have been the, or it could have been the curtain jerker. That's one. Uh, that was ready made. Big Swole versus Dr. Britt Baker, they've been building for months. And the only reason I'd be willing to give them any kind of pass, and I don't know it for certain yet, is is Britt cleared? Well, then you build to her fighting Mel or Rebel or whoever the fuck you chick right. is. No, you're right. There's no reason that she shouldn't be on this card. Her and Lil Swole should be facing both the Stooges. Mm-hmm. That's two. And then you've got uh, Penelope Ford has made leaps and bounds over the last few weeks uh, to really improve in the in the ring. Mm-hmm. Oh, has anybody Rose, seen? Thank you. Has Nyla anybody Rose, seen Nyla Rose? Ever mm-hmm. since she got Vicky Guerrero as her manager, because that's what she was missing. Oh yeah, that's not a shock. you were missing it so much that, that now you've gone missing. So yeah, <laughs> that's not a shock. Um, so, shout, that, shout, 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 real quick, shout out to Sir Sam from. from Wrestling headlines. I'll never get used to that. LOP. Because I I had a standing bet with Sam. Sam is a diehard AEW fan, and we go back and forth quite often. Respectfully. It's never it's never contentious. But we go back and forth. And we made it we came to a, a conclusion to a deal. The deal was because he didn't think that there was that big of a problem with women's division. Our deal was if All Out doesn't have at least two women's matches booked for the show. Will he at least realize or admit there's a problem? Not only did he admit it, he texted me first thing this morning, pissed the fuck off, and he wrote a column about it today. So shout out to Sir Sam. Because it is insulting as someone, because I'm not diehard in the way that Sam is, but I am a consistent viewer and fan of this company. And it's insulting in so many ways to your intelligence as a viewer. It's also insulting to your patience as a fan because, like we were just saying, we just listed three easy matches that have months' worth of background that you could have put on there. But, I mean, shit, even fucking Brandy and Anna Jay have enough of a story background that you could have put them on a curtain jerker and gave them a mm-hmm. damn match on the oh, fucking card. Oh, you, uh, the first thing I read was the Luchas... Lu, the, Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy versus this team or the this Bucks and this They have no story. They're just on the card to be on the card. You telling me you can't throw a women's match in the card just to have a women's match? So no. You don't you don't even need no story. Having a story is the goal, but right now just put them on the show. No, but I'll tell you what though, this'll piss me off though. You say that because this will piss me off. Watch them put a random fucking Nyla squash match in the middle of the card out of nowhere and try to be like, see, we had two women's matches on the card. Well, I think oh, we're smarter that, than that. That will happen. Uh, that will happen. But the thing what 
annoys me the most. I mean, the, the women have been woefully mistreated, but the thing that annoys me the most about this women's division is there's been three champions, and two of them, if you didn't go out and research yourself, you wouldn't have a clue who they are because they don't give you any character development. Rio was a 90-pound girl. That was it. Takara Shida, she's an amazing wrestler. No character work at all. It's 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 embarrassing. It's absolutely embarrassing. The champs that... aren't even on the show half the fucking time. She's the been women in the crowd more the times show. than she's been on the show. And it's also infuriating because, like we were saying before, there are women that are somewhat on the show that have actual characters. Why yeah. is um, why is Britt Baker not here more? Why is Big Swole not here more? Why, um, yes. Yes. Mel. Um, Diamante and Ivelisse. The, the most, because they, they won the damn tournament, the hey, most character Emma. work, the worst, camp, she's, she's signed to, a, to Impact. Oh, the yeah. most character work that Riho had was when Nyla beat the shit out of her and Kenny came to save her. Mm-hmm. That's the most character work because she's Kenny's friend. That was all. That was the most character work she ever had. Like it is laughable, and I mean, look at this point. At this point, it's a troll. At this point, they're trolling us because they know it's a problem. Because they get bitched at about every every day, and I know that. And you know it, they know because we know Matt, Nick, and Cody are vanity searchers. Sure, and well, yeah, you took it out of my mouth. We know that they are—they live in an echo chamber. I understand that, and I—I I, I acknowledge that, and that's cool. But this has seeped the echo chamber because even diehard fans have noticed and have, are are revolting on this. So at this point, it's a troll. It's, it's, it's just—it it's, can be nothing more than a troll. So you, your point leading into this is very salient. I am curious to see if next Wednesday we're hard resetting. If we're, everything starts from scratch, we'll, we'll see maybe the even the rankings start all over. The rankings going to start over at some point. I don't remember when. But let's start over. The, what, what are we doing? Who we got? Can we build this up? Can we do something? If we're going to have 27 matches on Dark every Tuesday, can we have something matter? Can we acknowledge the fact that they mattered on the big show? Like, help me understand. Make me a better viewer. Can we take some of these segments that are currently BTE and can we put them on dark? Like, I'm not saying create them verbatim on dark, but I'm saying, can we take some of these like story elements relating to the rest of the roster that like we're missing by not watching BTE? Can we take those relevant points and put them on the like actual wrestling shows? And if you're not even going to do that, at the very least, can you acknowledge it on the AEW Twitter? I mean, you, you could easily share five minutes off one of the opening tag matches to to acknowledge what's going on on, on BT, what what's further in the storylines. Mm-hmm. It would it would be so simple. It would be that's, so so simple. That's the problem with the moves crowd, though, bro, because they need their moves. They need their Canadian destroyers and their plunges oh, and their flippies. Of... Speaking of, like, this is also starting to grate me as a regular AEW viewer. Like, if these motherfuckers don't get some psychology and start selling some fucking moves, like, I am so sick and tired of all these tag matches with these 15 high-impact mega moves in a row 
And they think that because they stumbly stand up to sell the next one, that that is... No! No! Why is this motherfucker not laid the fuck out? No! You know who I feel bad for? I feel bad for Billy Gunn, for Jerry Lynn, and for Dean Malenko. Because they are the agents for that company. And I know that they... Everybody in that company, I'm you sure, respects him. Billy's to them. face sometimes. Yeah, you they don't listen face. to nothing they're they're telling in that ring. Very clearly, they they can't because none of those three would. And Jerry Lynn was the Jerry Lynn had the feud with RVD where they kicked out everything. Shit, and he sold more than that. Shit, Arn and Tully would have whooped your ass for real, for real. Good point. Mm-hmm. If you tried some of the shit that these motherfuckers or Jake, do in these matches, yeah. All these old dudes. Oh, yeah. Jake would have fucking slashed your tires in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's bad, dog. And I look, I, I'm I'm a big proponent of change comes and everything. Every There's a different generation. You can't wrestle in 2020 like you wrestled in 1980. I get that. Mm-hmm. That don't mean you killed the whole point of the business. The whole point of, of the match is to tell the story and to sell the fact that you're in a fight. You can't sell the fact that you're in a fight when you when somebody hits you with the triple power bomb off the top rope and then you stand up and then do the oh for a super kick. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the fan base though. They 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 play into that fan base, and I've seen it on wrestling Twitter where that fan base is turning. They're getting sick of this uh, kind of uh, because it's band numbers wrestling. Well, it's I think it's because it's jumped the shark. I think it's because it's jumped the shark. And paint by numbers is a great uh, word for it because a lot of these matches, especially like at this point, and it, it pisses me off because I know that they're capable of better than this, but Matt and Nick are doing coordinated stunt brawls at mm-hmm. this point. It is just big choreographed spot bridged into another big choreographed spot. And like all of the people like, holding each other's legs to, like, set up this big flippy-do or pushing each other back into this big flippy-do. and it's Holding just like, each other for the other guy to hit you with a flippy-do. And it's just mm-hmm. like, dude, this is not Cirque du Soleil. I love Cirque du Soleil. I feel bad that they're going bankrupt right now. But, like, this is not Cirque du Soleil. It's bad, bro. Okay, so... One more thing. I, well, okay. Run through. Run, give me a quick answer. I'm gonna run through like the main events. All right. Hangman and Kenny versus FTR. Who wins? FTR for sure wins. One of the two turns on the other. Max. I hope. I, I think. Yeah, FTR definitely walk out as the as the champions there, and I think Paige is the is the sympathetic character. He's got to be the face. He's the face in this. Surely, the the elite are the dickheads in this storyline. Of course they are. So the fact we've got Kenny the Cleaner coming back, Paige did what he did because the the books deserved it. They toss us. Um, so, Not to yeah, mention, got... this will make their little blood and guts match way better because I would much rather see blood and guts with Hangman's Four Horsemen versus Cody and the Elite. Mm-hmm. And the Inner it's... Circle, yeah. Yeah. It's a, yeah. So I'm going with FTR. FTR win this. Definitely. FCR wins, nobody turns because everybody's expecting that shit to happen. Swerve! Sheeta um, versus Thunder Rosa, before I ask, before I, you guys respond, I understand that Billy Corrigan and the NWA have actually signed a, a, some short-term deal 
to let them use some NWA people. That's the reason why Thunder Rose is in this match. Thunder Rose didn't go by herself. Billy Corgan set the deal up. So that's even bigger. So he okay. know he ain't got no shit going. So let's keep the name. Let's keep the name going. So who okay. you got? Knowing that there's an NWA talent exchange, Thunder Rosa. Mm. I've got to stick with with Hikaru Shida. Um, I think Thunder Rosa may be a one shot. I don't think it'll be long before NWA are retaping. Um, and a guy who I'm friendly with, he spoke with Nick Aldis recently, and they, he kind of alluded to the fact that tapings are going to be happening soon. So I think this is just a, a match to get NWA back on people's radar. Uh, I think Sheeda defends. I'll say this, though. You might be right. You might be right. You're probably right. But I'll <laughs> say this. Tony can write a bigger check than Billy can. And I know Smashing Pumpkins money goes long, but it don't go that long. It don't go, it don't go longer than oral money, bro. No. Mm-hmm. Um, I got Sheeta winning for a lot of the reasons Mag said. But more importantly, I know that while they are arrogant and while they are tone deaf, they're not complete idiots. So if they put over the one person, the one woman's match they have, they put over the woman that's not signed to their company. Mm-hmm. That didn't. It's 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 hell on earth. So they're gonna at least let you to win the match. Um, Casino Battle Royal. Any idea who's gonna win? Any uh, any pick? I'm picking Ricky Starks. What really? Nah, I'm. He's hot. Stuck. Yeah, he's hot right now. He's hot um, and he's hot. Oh God, is that the only reason? Oh my God. No, it's not the only reason. It's a reason though. It's a reason. <laughs> The only reason is because I love his finishing move. I think it's badass. You're gonna, gonna, you're gonna love my pick, by the way. I'm going with Darby Allen. Uh, he's the big star in that match. He's uh, the, he's he's the right guy, and it, it will kind of it will kind of right. My only right. my only issue with Darby Allen is the guy is injury prone, and it's because he just does not does give a shit be. about his yeah. body. And I it's I, I cop. I copped a lot of flack on wrestling Twitter when I said he needs to calm down. He's going to end up being a, the kind of wrestler that, that has to quit at 30 year old because he's just damaged. And I got a hell of a lot of abuse about that, but it's, it's turned out to be true because I think he's on his what third concussion in, in a year. This yeah. guy needs to be careful. Uh, but and then, he's the right man to win it. Remember he's a skateboarder too. So he takes bumps skateboarding mm-hmm. on top of exactly. that. Um, and that would be a nice little circle. Cause remember when, Brian Cage debuted at the casino ladder match. He beat up uh, Darby. So my answer is Miroslav Barnyasev. <laughs> What's he doing in the impact zone? <laughs> in well, the Rubio zone, sir. The Rubio zone. Um, uh, it's, it's it's very. They love surprises, and the Joker spot is built for a surprise entrant. Who else is the big? Who's a bigger free agent right now than than Rusev? This dude loves playing games on Twitch, though. He said he don't give a shit about wrestling anymore. AEW is they don't do they don't make the towns, bro. Go work on Wednesday to live your life. Yeah. Not to mention he don't have to worry about being the breadwinner because Lana's still cashing that Vince money. Oh, is she? She still, um, she still can't wrestle for shit, but like she's still cashing that Vince money. She's in a good spot though, because Natty can wrestle. She just can't talk. Lana can't wrestle, but Lana can't talk. 
put them together, they're one competent wrestler. Well, Lana's got to watch her back because uh, Scarlett is is hot on her heels. You know that Vince will want her on main roster very soon. Oh, it's coming. Cross, Cross ain't going back to NXT, bro. If he go to full sell, I'll be shocked. Yeah. Um. Finally, uh, to finish all out real quick, Moxley MJF, no paradox. Whoa, 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 whoa. Mr. Match. Jericho versus Orange Cassidy in a mimosa match. Right, you're right. So like Freshly I said, squeeze, like I, baby. Like I said before, like I said before, I ignored that garbage for a reason. <laughs> oh, wait, who, who, who you think is going to... Orange Cassidy got to win, right? Got to be. Gotta be Orange Caster. If there's one thing I'll give Chris Jericho props for is that he has helped build these young talents. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Casting goes over. So yeah, he's, he's, he's done, done his job. Mm-hmm. Um, Moxley and, and MJF, no paradigm shift. MJF, <sighs> I got Maxwell Jacob Freeman. Is it, it time? I don't know if it. I, I don't know if it's necessarily the right time in terms of his development. But it is the time if they're going to do it or they're going to miss the boat. That's exactly it. If, if after all this build, he falls short, where, where does he go from there? It's, he's got to do it now. It's, it, they've pushed him so hard. This um, is his Miz moment. Yeah, and then you've also got to remember that uh, the G1's coming up uh, and uh, Mox has to defend that IWGP US title very soon, so I think Mox may go away for a little while. Uh, I think I think your wording of has to is a little iffy because Mox don't want have way, to defend sir. nothing. Let me put it this well, and let me put it this way: it should tell you a lot that Kenta is defending the briefcase. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he can't. Fl- the thing is. I was going to say, the thing is, until they can either get him to Japan or find a, like, rando, non-televised, bullshit U.S. place for him to do it, he don't have the opportunity to drop that belt. Which I put on, you know, I put that on Ghetto. Ghetto knew what the fuck the deal was when they gave him that belt. Well, here's the stupid thing, and I want you to finish real quick. You stripped him of it the first time. Just for him to win it back at Wrestle Kingdom, for to have the same problem. <laughs> like, what? What are we doing? Like, I look. I was pissed when they tripped him the first time because it wasn't his fault he couldn't make it. There was a tsunami and a like an eight point one earthquake. It ain't his fault he couldn't make it. Historically, New Japan have done that though. It's, it, no way, it, right, right. But what's crazy is. You're right. Historically, New Japan will take that title from you in a country. Second, they don't give a fuck, and yet somehow they have allowed this man to keep this belt. So, go ahead, go ahead. You yeah, want to say something? in your mouth. That's it. Go ahead. I, th- I think they've let him keep the belt because the 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 push into the into the US faltered. It it slowed down, and they 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 pulled back to retreat. So. That title, leave it there. Let's see where we're going to go with it. Um, and then when the push comes to the US, if, if he's not going to be able to play ball and, and fire in the US to defend it, take it off him. Thanks for thanks for being a part of New Japan. You've been future endeavoured. See you later. We have Kenta as champion. I'm happy with that. Kenta, Kenta versus Suzuki for that title. I'm all about that. But it's in his contract that he can't defend it in the U.S. on television. So why even give it to him in the first place if he's leading your U.S. expansion? 
Like it is not smart. And get, y'all, y'all be telling me this. Is what y'all tell me? I ain't never believed it. Y'all been telling me for years. Gato don't know what he's doing. Gato's smartest booker in business. Gato, he out here. He make he booking. He books three years down the line. Hey, 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 hey. Remember, re- but rants, but rants. Remember what we said earlier in the show about how when you're a legend, you can do it at a high level for a certain <laughs> amount of time, and then when the decline Oof. comes, it is quick, fast, and in a hurry. Josh and Jeremy will be on next week uh, from Keeping a Strong Style. Jeremy's actually and Rich, shout out to Rich. They're going to all out. They're actually going. So they'll be on the show next week. We have explanations I need. <laughs> I hate that every time I talk to Josh, every now and then it will, he'll call me, we'll talk. But like normally when we talk to J- talk, it's always me saying, okay, so what's the deal with this? Speaking of that, last topic of the day so we can get out of here, bro. I want to talk to you guys. I want to get you guys opinions on the new world champions of the day and impact. We have the man, the mountain, the legend, Eric young regaining his impact world championship over Eddie Edwards and in new Japan, the wonderful run of evil has been vanquished by Tessio, Tessio Naito. Um, so hit, hit me with your thoughts on both of those because I'm an, I'm I'm as big a Naito standing you'll find. The fact that he, that this happened was hilarious, and then on top of that, Eric Young shouldn't be in the World Championship scene of WW2K, but he won it in. Imp- I'm gonna shut up. I'm gonna let you go. Mag, wow. you want to take it first? I'll t- I'll tell the now one. Absolutely, I don't watch enough impact to to give a shit about Eric Young. To be fair, uh, <laughs> but... I, mean, I stopped caring about. I, I stopped caring about Eric Young after Don't Fire Eric. So, like, I mean, for context, I have actually edited a, an Eric Young podcast from uh, one of my podcast buddies. His audio was trash, and I fixed it for him. So, I've got a little bit of a affiliation with Eric Young, but that's it. Um, why do Impact do this? Why, 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 why do they? Why do Impact? Period. Yeah. Well, they... you you've seen you've seen uh, Avengers, right? Where it's like, where is Gamora? Who is Gamora? Why is Gamora? Why is Impact? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, but they they do so well. They get this groundswell of, of support and and they put on good shows. I mean, Slammiversary got a, got high ratings. People were, were were applauding that shit, and then. A WWE talent comes free and it's all of a sudden, yeah, fuck you guys. I know you've really helped the company for the last six months, but come in, come in. You're the new, you're the new king. Yeah, it's bullshit. So you're telling me they're the meme of the guy walking with the girl looking back at the other girl? Impact is the real life meme? That's pretty much it. That's I mean, Don Callis. That's Don like, Callis and Scott DeMar. No, 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 Rand, Rand. <laughs> let's get our re- let's really get our chuckles out though. Let's really get our chuckles out though. Let's look at this roster. You want to talk about a roster with no star power? Oh, like, they got star power, bro. It's just in the knockouts division. Well, yeah, but I'm talking about, you want to talk about a men's roster with no star power? <laughs> like, it's sad when Ring of Honor and the NWA got bigger names than you. I'm saying, and, and uh, their names came from TNA. Nick Aldis started in TNA. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Jay Lethal. Matt Jay Lethal. Jay Lethal. Yes. Matt Bennett's uh, challenging Nick Aldis for that NWA title. Oh, God. Take, kill me now. Like, please. 
the biggest finesses oh, in the business, though. Too. But, like, oh but like, yeah, so um, that men's roster, the, the biggest names, objectively, if we don't include Rob Van Dam, because, I mean, obviously we're not going to include Rob Van Dam. <laughs> um, but Moose? the biggest names, objectively, are Moose. Eddie Edwards. Eddie Edwards, EC3, and okay. Eric Young. Rich, which, which one? Would you still count him as a big name? Yeah, I guess He's so. pushed heavy over there, but, I mean, is he still a big name? I think Gallows and Anderson are bigger names. Well, clearly. How are you disrespecting the world's strongest man like that? Ken Shamrock is the biggest name in the world's most dangerous man. That's it. Well, strongest, dangerous, whatever. To your point, we forgot he worked there. Well, and the thing is, you know they're desperate for, like, names and star power because, like, they push in Brian Myers. They're advertising Rusev. Like, they, re- they are redoing Heath Slater and Rhino. They re-signed Rhino. They re-signed Rhino. Madness. Madness. But you, but you got, but you got Ethan Page. You got the, all three of the rascals. You got Ace, Ace Austin. You got all these guys just sitting there, ready. Like, what? what ha- Zach Wentz has he even snipped the main event since he was in the main event of Slamversary? Have they even talked about him and, and what happened with that? Chris Bear, what was he champion for a for a cup of coffee? It wasn't even the coffee wasn't even hot, homie. That was but that you know was what? like iced coffee. But you know what? That's their. But this is their new role. This is like what they are now. They are a company that will build you into a star, fuck up the booking, but allow you to build such a name that you get signed by somebody who can write real checks. AKA Matt Hardy. Well, yeah, Matt Hardy created the model. Honestly, broken Matt Hardy really got. Here's what I think it is, and I'm going to give Matt Hardy credit for this in a lot of ways. Broken Matt Hardy reminded people that Impact existed. Sure. And because it reminded people that Impact existed, they actually started paying attention to it again, and they looked at it, and they were like, oh, shit, Lashley and Drew McIntyre can go still. And um, it's pretty nice. Yeah. yeah. And, and, yeah. and Abyss is coming out to a Marilyn Manson song. What? Yeah, like, this Rosemary chick that. is a fucking badass. And uh, Cameron Grimes, or Trevor Lee, boom. Trevor Lee is like... Cameron Grimes! He looks plain, but... <laughs> I love that guy so much, man. Shout out to Charles Carolina. Yeah, dude. And I mean, I've loved him since Impact when he was with Gregory Helms. Yep. Who's like his real... Isn't that like his real life... Uh, Godfather or something? Because Trevor Lee's no, it was Andrew Everett. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm gonna say they're that. both they're both from that same area, and I know that they trained up with all those guys. So. But one of their one of their dads was actually one of the Omega founders. So, like you know, it was it was it was Helms, it Helms was Helms and Moore and the and Hardys, then, and then he was like, and then Champagne Marty Garner, yep. and like he was the other guy was one of their dads. And that's why it was such the connection. Cause like, he was like the next generation of Omega guys and Trevor Lee from being there. That was like, why wow, that was a thing. 
Unfortunately, it lasted for like five months and then Gregory Helms just disappeared. Like everything else in Impact. But I need you to buy to hot take so we can get out of here. Um, it was exactly how it should have gone. This is what Tranquilla. New Japan do with a with a new world champion. He'll get a very, very short run and he'll drop the title. It's almost like a test. They did it with Jay White. They did it with Kenny, I suppose, although Kenny did leave um, off his own volition. But, yeah, they do that and, with a new champion. And but Kenny had six months on me. That's a long time. Yeah, um, but they, they don't um, have long runs for first-time champions. Uh, so it was always going to go back to Naito. Um, yeah, we'll just see where it goes. What I did, I love that that summer struggle show. I've loved the whole kind of tour that they've done. But yeah. what's coming out of it? There was no, no seeds for anything really coming out of it. I mean, I know Gato plants those tiny little seeds that end up blooming, but there didn't yeah. seem to be a lot of seeds. I still think here's the issue that he's dealing with. He doesn't know when he's gonna get the rest of his toys mm-hmm. back. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a big thing. He is booking holding pattern style Definitely. because On the fly. Just like, Definitely. because he's just like, okay, Jay might be back soon. Cool. When can I get Finley and Juice and Kenta and the rest of the actual Bullet Club? <laughs> like, when can I get the Tongans back in here? Uh and so, like, he is very much booking in a way where you're just like, oh, he's not sure when he's going to get all of his toys back, and he doesn't want to commit to anything. Sure. But did Evil have to win the title for him to do that? I mean, like, Because at this so, point, because you're right. You're exactly right. I think Jay White finally made his debut or something recently. His re-debut or came back, but you're exactly right. They don't. Have, they don't have. They don't. They don't got the whole roster. With that being said, what does this do for anybody? Is Evil more over? Is he looked at as a main eventer now? Do we take him seriously? Does is Naito more over, or did did he did he did he garner the hopes and the dreams of the fans who hate that he was vanquished by the evil evil? No, nobody cared. Because everybody knew he was going to get it back. It's like, what did this do for anybody? Well, for me, two things came out of this match. One, you have Evil now can go into a power struggle for control of Bullet Club. So that's a an inter, okay. inter-faction feud. And the the fact that LRJ came out to help Nato kind of uh, solidifies that they're back as a group and any okay. kind of tension that they had with uh, Hiromu and obviously Sonada and then even the, the little rumblings from Shingo, uh, it, it solidifies LRJ as a group. They're the, the positives that come out of it. But in terms of uh, storylines and, and, and the next challenges, yeah, we've got nothing. We've got absolutely nothing. Shingo can't say nothing. He got his ass beat by a fifty-five-year-old man. <laughs> I mean, can't say nothing. The best thing that came out of it though was was Yano winning that King of Pro Wrestling trophy. That was he, you know, Okada, no, didn't he? No, the best thing to come out he, of it. He low blowed Okada to win. No, the best thing to come out of this whole ordeal was Hiromu's promo promos against Evil after yeah, Evil great. first turned mm-hmm. when he was just like screaming angry and incoherently. Why, Evil? I will get you. Speaking of Hiromu, shout out to the Tongans because Ishimori beat Hiromu mm-hmm. for the Junior Heavyweight Championship. So 
that's something. And Ishimori is great. You know, so I'd love to. See. And it's interesting, though, when you mention that, though, because the Bullet Club was initially supposed to be the outsider Gaijin faction. They've never had a front man be Japanese. Mm-hmm. Now they have a front man who's Japanese with it's Big Daddy King coming. Who's him? Kenta. Kenta. There's a there's a three way challenge for the, for that, uh, that uh, leadership. I thought Kenta. I, I felt like Kenta was like Stevie Ray, like the leader of the B team. Oh, Kenta was the first person to challenge Nato once he won his title. Yeah, that's B. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kenta's Kenta's hot. Kenta's over. They hate Kenta in New Japan. That oh. is a that is a a heel leader of a faction. And they right will there. forever hate him because the type of hate isn't. It, well, not even Okada. It's just Shibata. But yeah, yeah, but yeah, mm-hmm. not but not even just Shibata. It's just that he's got the Noah taint. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's a good point. The, yeah, the New outside. Japan faithful in Japan will never forgive him for the Noah taint. He is still which, that Noah trash, which is weird because then you look at like Kanemaru and uh, Suzuki who were hardcore Noah. And then they've come back in and and but from what I've different. been told, and from what I've been told with Kenta, um, apparently, if you speak Japanese, from what I've been told by the people who do, his promos were delivered in such a way, even before the reveal, where it was very much an "I know how to wrestle the proper, honorable way," as like subtweeting. I wrestled Noah, and we all know that that's the real shit. And y'all just some fucking scrubs out here. And 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 Suzuki's so damn lovable. You can't hate him. And Kanemaru's always drunk, and he wrestles with Despi. Who cares? Well, and and in the terms of Suzuki, even if you hate him, you're still gonna kaze ni nare. Yes, and res- and respect and you know, respect him, Kaizen Nare, and when he walks past you, when he goes to the ring, you're going to run. All deference yeah. and run. You, ne- yeah. you don't make eye contact with him no. at all. Nope. <laughs> Ichi- Suzuki Ichiban, run. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. All right. Well, we got to get out of here, man. We're almost at two hours. Uh, Max. Hello. Are we Are we going to give him the the Carl spot in the in the plugs? Well, I mean. <laughs> We're gonna give him the Carl spot and the plugs, but I mean, we're also gonna give him the opportunity. Tell the uh, tell the good folks where they can find you. Obviously, they know they can find you here in the chair shot. So look, so we're gonna be here a while. It's gonna be about five minutes because he's got about seventeen pods, about forty five yeah. different collaborations. He he's you know his follow Friday is gonna be about seventeen pages long. Listen to this. <laughs> that is spurious. Spurious. Uh, you and can you follow were me. That I was gonna slander you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it's always the, the see he, he drags you in with kindness and then he just kills you. Um, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at outside a curve. Uh, I'm usually chatting some some sort of shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, call you. Hey, you might be replaced, big dog. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can really follow me at DJ Kerber. I have way too many podcasts to mention, so I'm not going to bore you with that. Just go on my socials and you can find them. But the the two to listen to the most are the chair shot ones. I have five rounds about UFC and I have Badlands about the Mount Rushmore's of wrestling. So check them out. If if we do do, if if we do have Brock versus 
Bones. Mm-hmm. I might need to hop on with you and my boy, my boy named Carlos, right? Carlos, yep. I might need to hop on because I I would love to talk that. I watch all y'all watch, so I've been, I I need to jump anyway. I Listen. still die on the sword of that shit will not last five rounds. If it stays on, if it stays on the feet, you're right. But if Brock leans on him and takes his ass to the ground, have you seen the card for UFC 254? That is five main event matches on one card. My God, I got an MMA boner when I saw this card. Yeah. Yes, um, I, yes, we'll 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 leave it to <laughs> and we'll speak more of that in in, in later times. Um, uh. You know, I have a sports show, by the way, that I guess I can plug, right? Three Man Weave. Yeah, Shout out to that. Every Monday, Tuesday on Chair Shot. Shout out uh, to Latin Tunny. Maybe we, need to, maybe we need to get your ass on that. Maybe do a crossover um, with our sports shows. You know, this, this is what we do. Real, real, real deals in the works live on the air. I'm just going to echo the, the fact that I sent the shout outs to Platin Tunny, but your actual co-host couldn't be bothered to give y'all no love. <laughs> Oh, the the shade. Oh, that'd be all right. That'd be all right. I'll taste my work. They're good. <laughs> I'm at It's Ray Cash, R E Y as in Mysterio, C A S H as in Dollars, Black Lives Matter, arrest these bitch ass cops who want to kill people. Yep, uh, yep, 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 yep. The show's at Outsider Edge CS. Uh, we are part of the Chair Shop Media Group where you always use your dick and your head. Both of Facts, facts, facts. I am at Dr. Schmores, and remember, y'all, we here at the Outsider's Edge are some increasingly less young gentlemen doing the best that we can to make it out here in this world. And sometimes we're going to say some things that might be a wee bit controversial, like AEW needs to admit that they've got a fucking women's wrestling problem. controversial. other times, we're going to say things that are just painfully obvious, like AEW needs to admit they've got a fucking women's wrestling problem. But no matter what, y'all, we're just out here chasing our dreams, and you got to respect that. Because if you don't, well, school's back, so I surely do not give a fuck. As I'm going to say it, in, as the Brits say, fuck them. Fuck them. Thanks for listening. Catch you next time. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.